child the ghetto of recording in your room? Um, yeah. Uh, come in, in a meeting. It's the ghetto, it's just all the ghetto. <laughs> okay. It's just all the ghetto here, and she's... <laughs> Mama studio. Where's my TV studio? Lord, this is what you're saying. We need the studio. We need the studio. And I'm not even going to take this out. I'm going to put it in the bloopers. Watch the ads. <laughs> Listen to the podcast so we can get a studio. Um... back god works fam thank you so much for tuning in and we have arrived at our second segment of our two-part series women in and this week it is women in leadership usually my guests i'd prefer if they were in person but you know covid time pandemic didn't say the word sorry panasonic panera bread the Ponder River, Ponder Bank. We're keeping our social distance and everybody's at their yards as you should be. I heard that Andrew has cut the Jamaicans free time. So I really hope everybody's at home. You're doing well, you're doing safe. Um, you're keeping your loved ones close and you guys are keeping in contact and especially staying by yourselves and social distancing because the pandemic is not over just because you're over it. So I am esteemed enlightened uplifted what's another e-word it's elated there we go that is my e-word of the day elated to introduce two inspiring young women the creme de la creme i i didn't know where to get anybody better because there is nobody better than to have these two ladies here this evening so these two leaders I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves in alphabetical order. So I believe that is T before R. So go. Hi, my name is Tanisha Francis, and I am a freshman at Kettering University studying computer engineering. Ooh, cha-ching-ching. -ching. <laughs> All righty. So I am Rihanna Robinson, and I am a final year student at the Immaculate Conception High School. I'm also a student representative, so that means I am in the Students Council. I'm actually the president at my high school and I'm actually on the National Students Council for the country. Other stuff, but you know, what we're dealing with today. <laughs> when I say guys, these girls, their accolades go up, it go down, it, it go all the way around Jamaica, come back and do a 400 meter stretch to the finish line. These girls are heavily decorated i would know i went to school with them and i had about four badges and they had about 15. i remember tanisha all did have a strip or go down to our two points so because girl did decorated and i love that for her tanisha has been very modest by the way people tanisha has also been a national leader or a national representative she was on the Lord, let me pronounce this right. I believe it is the Jamaica Prefect Association. Is it JPA? It is the JPA secretary because you know my girl has all her things organized and intact and we all love that for her. 
But please don't let these ladies' modesty fool you. They are inspiring. They are not to be taken lightly. And they are two of the most, most taken seriously people that I have ever met. Like when these girls talk, quiet. Nobody speaks. It's world stop until they say carry on, period. And I love that for them. So we are bringing you guys here today to find out what makes these two leaders take what inspires them, their opinions on women in leadership and so on and so forth. So my first question, and we can also answer in alphabetical order again, is who or what inspires you to be a leader? So I guess that's me again. Uh, for me, what inspires me to be a leader is number one, I, I try to use this term a lot because this is something that I believe in. I believe in servant leadership where it's not just, oh, you know, I have a position. And so whether I have a position or I don't have a position, I'm all about the impact and the people that I'm, I'm serving. So that really is one thing that really positions me or um, purposes me and, you know, pushes me to serve in whatever capacities I can is just the reward and the impact that I can leave on people and that's just something I'm passionate about. Um, so, one, and one of the things that I want to mention is Minister Terlong, he said one, something one time. And what he said was, if you want to effect change, the best way sometimes is really to have a seat at the table. You know, so sometimes I really would prefer to, you know, not be in certain positions because, you know, you just really want to get your dream or get whatever you want to get solved, solved. But sometimes it really is best to get that change, get that um, solution that you want as at a seat of that table. And it's best uh, for me to really have that mindset to say, yes, a servant leader, because that will really prevent you from, you know, becoming, oh, I have a position. Let me just not even focus on what I'm here for, but to just continue working to be the person that you wanted to be in the first place and that cause the change that you wanted to effect. Wanted to effect. Wow. Servant leadership, I think, is something that you really have to take from a humble place. You have to be in a humble place in order to serve people. And I feel like so many leaders of today might lack that one quality or that one aspect of leadership. And it's even in the Bible. God said, in order for you to lead, you have to learn how to serve. And if Definitely. you cannot serve... So Jesus did wash the people... Jesus did wash the people, them, you know, and not going to biblically misquote nothing you know but somebody <laughs> did wash somebody foot one time in perfume yeah, Jesus. Did wash the decision <laughs> feet in perfume thank you thank you very much and uh, yeah i just feel like if more people took leadership from a servant perspective then you'd have so many more unselfish leaderships leader leaders in society and yeah minimize corruption and so on and so forth but anyways we need to hear what inspires Madam Robinson. Well, I must agree with Tanisha. I always say this, that whatever I do in leadership has absolutely nothing to do with me, right? I have chosen to be an advocate for change, an advocate for my students in the entire island because I want to see better for them. Right. I want life to be better for them. I want their life to be comfortable in school. I just want to see better for them. I want to effect change for them. I want to make a better country, be 
create a better education system for students. So it really has nothing to do with me. It's really about what I can offer for those persons' lives to be better. And I always say this as well, that you know, student representation is so important. Hearing the student voice is so important. So it's really nothing about me, but it's about what is there for everyone else and what I can offer for them. Would you say that over the years, students have been given more room at the table or like a genuine room at the table for their voices to be heard? I'm asking because you're at the table. All right. So, yes, I definitely think it's a lot better than it was years ago. There's times when there was a time rather when students' voices would just not be heard, you know, kidney for be seen and not heard, mm -hmm. right? And that's just it. But I think it has improved. It still has a far way to go, but I definitely think it has improved. Um, right now, I think our major issue is tokenism, you know, having us there, but just to say that we're there, but our voice isn't really being added to the conversation, you know, for the end product. So I definitely think it has improved a lot. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think it, it has a far way to go, as you said, but it has, we have to acknowledge the fact that there has been an effort. So my next question is, how did you, how do you balance leadership with your education? Because we're all student leaders here. And how do you balance that with your social life, with your health? Like, how do you get up and you decide that I'm going to lead these people today? I have so many things to do today, but I have to brush my teeth first. And you don't forget to brush your teeth. And you also don't forget that you have a friend who's sick and you need to tell her to get well soon. Like, how do you, how do you juggle, Madam Francis? That is a great question, Danielle. Um, it really, 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 really is something that I think is something that you continue to always be growing on. Um, it's not something that you just, oh, I have the skill to always know how to balance time. It's something that you have to deliberately and actively be working on. Um, for me personally, what really helps with balancing is remembering my why. If this was like a video, I even have it on my phone case. Like I try to remind myself of that. That's something I, you know, remind myself, why are you doing this? And it's based on, you know, your why is then you'll know how to really prioritize to say, oh, okay, all right, you know, this, I can, I need to do this now, and I probably won't even get to do this. And one of the things too, is to always remember that, you know, we are human beings. So even though, you know, you're passionate about doing certain things and you want to get certain things done and all of that, you want to ensure that you're not stressed, stretching yourself thin in the sense that you're not going to be giving your best in one thing because you're trying to do your best in everything. And then, you end up doing way worse in all of the things, you know? So you really want to ensure that you're taking only so much that you can do on your plate, like only that you can do to your best of your ability. And what I would say as, um, to sum it up, that really helps too with balancing is, as I said, remembering your why. So that will definitely help to say, oh, this is important or this is more important. This is more, you know, like know how to really balance it and understand as well the importance of certain things. For me, one of the things like on my vision board, I have, you know, what is your definition of success? Because you want to, you know, accomplish certain things, but you want to ensure that even though this is what I want to accomplish, what 
does what will that do for you what is that for you know like what is it going to do as your aim so for example my aim is to effect change in and through the tech industry is it that what i'm doing now how can that most definitely you know how can it really impact it you understand so for example you want to ensure that oh although i might be developing a code today am i really networking with the people in my space you know like you just want to ensure that even though you're, you know, making it, seeing what's your wise and everything, you want to ensure that every single thing has its right weight and they're put in the right priorities. So, yeah. So you have to be very intentional about what you're doing. Definitely. Every day. And, def- and I'd suggest as well, oh, never mind, a planner. I was going to like show a planner. But- <laughs> you show your planner, guys. It's very pretty yeah. in case you want to know. <laughs> definitely definitely get a planner get a planner there's a young there's a young and thriving brand all sorts of different types of planners you want to have a planner because if you don't write it down especially for me i will forget and i sometimes even have alarms that i set like hey siri set an alarm for 12 o'clock to go to mary and tell her hi or something you know like you set an alarm sometimes just remind you because if you don't you will end up not remembering because we are humans you know so yeah my grandma always say if you write it down it is in stone because words will go away but that's grandma not wanting to use her phone but i mean (laughs) but she's right (laughs) not wrong wrong but there's room for evolve evolving um yeah tanisha Thank you so much. And now on, I pass the question to Rihanna. How do you balance leadership with education, with brushing your teeth, with ensuring you have friends? Well, I think a lot of persons would look at us as student leaders and think we have everything together. Ted. And, you know, we are just, so, everything is great. But honestly, I wish I knew how to balance everything. In my opinion, based on living my own life and my own experiences, it's not really about balance for me. It's, as Tanisha said, it's about priorities. So I can't balance it, but I can take it one day at a time. And with doing that, you know, I make sure that everything is organized. And all right, so I have a, I'm a IAD, but I also have an interview to prepare for. So, you know, I have to say, okay, so I put two hours down to work on my IA, add some value to that, and then I'll do some preparation, read up on some stuff that I need to get done for that interview. So it's really about organization and prioritization for me. It's nothing near balance because nothing is balanced in my life. Just nothing vibes. is balanced. Love, <laughs> love that. All work, just vibes. Yeah. That's what we love to see. But... Yes. Just in case these two forgot, because these two are clearly inspired by Portia Simpson Miller always working, 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 working. I think rest and knowing when to rest and time management, as previously mentioned, are really important. And when I say priorities, people rest as a student leader. I never realized how important, how crucial how necessary it is in order to lead effectively because how can you be pouring from an empty cup like how am I supposed to inspire others when I barely have the motivation because I'm not getting enough rest and being part of a leader mean being a part of leadership means that 
even if you don't really like people like people like that, because, you know, you still have to have a social battery and that social battery needs to be charged because what are you going to do when people come to you with their problems? You're going to be like, well, I'm going to feel like deal with you today. No, try, try again tomorrow. Catch me back next week. No, you have to ensure that you're pacing yourself and you're paced, pacing your wrist in order to do your job effectively. So I'm just going to sprinkle the word rest because even Jesus did do it on the Sabbath day. He rested. And mm-hmm. I believe that uh, as student leaders, it is, I can't even stress how important it is to ensure that your physical, mental, and all the adults' well-being is intact. But yeah, thank you, my yeah. workhorses. But let us not. I'm still working on that one, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, I'm still working on the rest. Let of us one. not <laughs> forget. Yes. Rest. yes, I totally agree with you, Daniel. And for me personally, that's something that I oftentimes like. You know, eat like at some I learned econ like opportunity cost or something. So like you know, like I I sometimes give up sleep a lot to do work, which is not good. But that's just how my body is. Like in the nights, I just I could be tired all day, like 11 o'clock, I'm ready to clean the house, move a chicken, do everything. Like mm-hmm. my body is just like that, but I'm trying to, you know, change that. But what I, what I'd suggest, like what I'm do, what I try to do is literally write, like it's even on my vision board, sleep. I write it on my planners, like I set days out to say nine o'clock, you bet like after, you know, butt up yourself, you better go your bed, go to sleep, set alarm. Why are you not sleeping? Because you know, what like that for me is a part of my success like good health is success for me like a part of what success means for me so that's why you know you have to deliberately as i said like you have to be deliberately intentionally continually be revamping what your balance is sometimes some things will just not get done or not get done in the time but what is you know what's most important and all of that so Sleep is one of it for real, for real. So, yeah, that's true. Me, me, stop from forgot my bed. You know, it's when my bed called me. I said, Jesus, Jesus said, Yes. I said, Lord, is my bed you want me to go? And the Lord said, Girl, go sleep. And who was hesitating? Not me. I start going to my bed. I do as much as I can when I am awake, but you say, As soon as the bed is calling, I answer and out like a light i don't even think you're gonna catch me after 10 o'clock again guys also highlighting the fact that leadership is not as easy and as glamorous as we all make it look or as how people perceive it to be because one thing i learned about being a leader is you're not doing as badly as you think you are so back in my day you know, a couple months ago when we were all student leaders together at the same institution, I was like, I had to be the worst. The I actually thought I was the worst student leader alive at the institution that I went to. I mentioned it in the last one. So if you guys want to know which institution I went to, go check the last podcast. podcast. You better um, check it out, guys. <laughs> and- all the other ones too and all the other ones thank you free free promo hashtag shameless anyways um in my experience i really did think i was one of the worst student leaders to ever come across this planet because i'm just like everything for me was vibes 
vibes vibes vibes there was planning of sh- there's planning for sure but most of the planning probably came from my team but when when the push came to shove and things weren't working it was say a prayer and hope for the best and that's when i really learned that leadership doesn't have a set characteristic like it has core values and it has core characteristics such as commanding respect being re- being respectful to other people but leadership in itself doesn't really have a face like the three of us i think are three different kinds of leaders i'm probably textbook definition i'm probably really laser fair which is the literal definition of just vibes um but yeah it is just is is laser fair not just vibes when you read it people i did, I did go mob class and so on and so forth and I believe that you can be effective in your own type of leadership and it still be effective because I really thought as a laser fair leader, I was going to let the school burn, not burn, but burn, crash, burn, chaos. That's, that's really how I thought I was doing as a student leader. But then at the end of the day, the feedback that I was getting, if people were just like, well, no, you were, you were, you were pretty good. You were pretty respectable. And I was there every day thinking, no, man, I'm really the worst of the worst. You know, you people really have me up here leading on purpose. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But guys, that's also a part of wherever God puts you. Definitely. And take you from and I believe that being a leader has taught me even though this interview is not about me I was a student leader so I can relate being a student leader really has taught me that God will carry you through anything he puts you to and once God is with you anything you touch anything Jesus touch can't flop period period And I love that for us now, me bringing Jesus into this, because evidently this is God works slowly. Like, come on now. How does your belief system affect the way you lead? Can start with Tanisha. Yeah, um, for me, I am a firm believer in, you know, God and just building a relationship with him, walking in that um, relationship and this path that he has put us on, you know, so I'm, you know, really serious about that. And that can interfere with leadership in the sense that um, certain things that might be required or agreed upon by the team is not something that you necessarily agree with or, you know, it's a part of your um, religion or something. But for me, and that like that's not only with religion that there are different things because you know everybody has their own different morals and things that they live by so for example you may not believe that water should be should be you know a part of people's diet or you know you're against water but people in the group or whatever in that leadership space are saying that you know we should give out free waters at the next um event but you you're not going to be like like one thing i've learned is as I said, like as a servant, it's not all, it's not, oh, you know, I want this, I want that. You're going to, you know, make your opinions if you think it's something that will benefit the team, but you're not going to want to um, say, oh, you shouldn't do this because, you know, like, you understand what I'm saying? So um, for me, what I, how I, how, like how I go about it is one, 
definitely I'm not going to put God to the side because he, like anywhere I'm at, he put me there. So there's no way I can, we could have never brighten out of other for God to say, oh, you know, God, you know, so they might have a little dance down the road. I mean, I got a good local wine or, you know, there's some local broke outness. You know, God, just give it a little blah here. You know, you, nope. <laughs> you know, so um, even though certain things might not be um, in what, in, agreement with what you believe and everything you may not necessarily so you know you respectfully explain to the team that you know um yeah you know we could like i understand that you know this is something that we want to do but i may not be able to stay till that time or engage in that part you know like you are going to be um respectful about it and you know let people know and people will know you know like your the Bible speaks about like the light. Your light is supposed to shine, and what that means is you don't necessarily have to be going around. Hey, everybody, I'm a Christian. Like, no, <laughs> you know that light is already supposed to be shining and saying that. So, if you explain to the team like, hey, you know, I really um, can't be drinking right now, or I can't be smoking. I, I don't really believe in smoking or something. They would already understand, you know, because that light is already shining. So, I would just ensure that the light is like your personality or who, what your what your morals are already is clear like you don't even if you can say it as well as you should be showing it so even so you, people will not even be comfortable they won't even come to put you in those situations you understand and if it does come you are you have to be deliberate and clear especially if you want to keep on your journey to say yeah you know i i understand but no not today or you know like and be in a respectful manner, cause you're not. You don't want to come off like, oh, well, I'm not seen out a bright you on that, you know, like no. dishonor on you, dishonor <laughs> on you, dishonor on your cow. <laughs> no, we're not about that, you know. So respectfully, share your beliefs, but um, explain, you know, I really can't, but see how best you could assist in other ways or stuff like that. Good, cause that has a lot to do with staying true to who you are definitely position of leadership you can't let the outside forces change your inside or change your core and in leadership in dealing with so many different backgrounds and varieties of people staying true to your core I will always recommend I will always advise people that no matter what you're doing no matter what decisions you're making especially if you're a Christian you can't leave God out of it at all because if God and don't in it as a trying youth you will flop yourself wonderful wonderful yes but yeah so brianna we are back to you so how does your belief system affect the way you lead well it's still a learning process <laughs> learning and progress is being made but um I definitely am a very opinionated person. So I definitely, one thing that leadership has taught me is patience. So I, when my beliefs come into play and it doesn't agree with everyone else's, I have to be patient and I have to take a deep breath and I have to be like, all right, so let's see how we can work this, how we can best come to a compromise, how we can come to a proper consensus that will not benefit me necessarily, but benefit everyone and the task that we have at hand. So as Tanisha mentioned earlier, the why is very important when it comes into your beliefs clashing with someone else's. 
but I haven't seen many issues come up in terms of beliefs and you know clashing and stuff like that. But I definitely think right now where I am in leadership, I kind of feel like I'm in a safe space where everyone I've worked with so far and I share similar beliefs where we've all been Christian, we all were rooted in God. You know, I go to a Christian school, the persons I've worked with, as I mentioned earlier, they're, they're, they share the same beliefs as I do. But I've also learned to be non-judgmental. So I even have family members that don't necessarily believe in the same things I believe in. And I just have to know that, you know, God is the only judge. I'm not the judge. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to ridicule whatever it is that you decide to do. So I have to also put that in my leadership as well, because we're here to do our job. We're not here to tear each other apart. We're trying to do good. So that's really what it is. She didn't lie. People, she did not lie. And I believe as much as sometimes your belief system can coincide with whatever it is that you're doing, I also believe that your belief system can charge who you are as a leader because the bible does like jesus was probably the biggest advocate that i know like he advocated for us to get our way back into heaven and that can't go unnoticed the traits that jesus had as a leader in order to come and introduce a completely different way well not completely different but an entire well, not entirely, but a new way of thinking. He was a gangster. He was gangster. a gangster. The <laughs> original OG flip table and so on and so forth as a leader to stand up for what he believed in and stay true to himself. And I believe there's so much that we can take out of the Bible as leaders in general, especially as female leaders, because I believe leading as a female is different from leading as a male. Not in terms of its impact on people, but your approach to leading. I believe that females know how to get to people on an emotional level. I believe that females, when a female change somebody, it change from the inside. You understand, female women, when, yeah, your mother ever talked to you, she said she's disappointed and you feel that <laughs> right here, so. And you just don't want to hear your mother say she's disappointed in you again. You look for yourself and you say, no, man, I'm wrong. I'm wrong for true. I'm after change. I believe that that's the kind of power female leaders have. And I feel like it's God ordained because when you look at even the females in the Bible, such as, I don't want to misquote this Lord. And in my disclaimer, I will go back and change it. But do you remember that female who they were going to kill the Jews and she went in and through her female influence, she was able to have the person, the king at the time, reveal her. Yeah. I want to remember her name. I want to remember, but I don't want to send a name that is not her name. Was it Esther? Queen Esther. Yes, the good girl. And I love that for her. And I believe that people tend to like juxtapose female leadership and male leadership, meaning that one needs to overpower the other. But no, I really and truly believe that when you look at females and you look at effective female leaders, they affect people differently. Like Michelle Obama, 
affects people differently from Barack Obama. Like, I just think it's there. I think it's given. And I think that when we're comparing leadership styles, even though I hate comparisons because I believe everybody's an individual, you really need to look at its effect on people instead of the power given to each leader, if you understand. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's probably yeah. as you're saying, Tan. Yeah, that's one thing, like, I, 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 one thing I stand by is, like, you know, not comparison. So even if some, I don't think a leader should be, although it is certain sometimes, which is very sad, um, a leader is defined based on their gender, you know, like, they'd say, oh, one woman, she can, you know, like, stuff like that. Um, but it really shouldn't be the case because once, you know, once you necessarily, it's not who you, like, it's not necessarily what the color of your skin is or your gender. The Bible verse speaks of it as well. I think that's in Galatians something. <laughs> it says like, there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, slave or free, meaning that there's nothing that, is, it, was, it was saying there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And what that means is um, we're all equal, you know, like there's nothing really. So I've been a leader versus a young man being a leader. There, we might def, we most definitely will have different traits and qualities and all of that because we're different persons, but not because of you know gender that should distinguish or separate me to say oh I'd be a better leader or say he would be a better leader. But we most definitely can individually have our own thing to bring to the table and be able to bring across the change that is necessary, you know. And also in agreement with what I said in the beginning, God will position us you know and uh, one of the things i say too is you know god is going to give you what he knows he has for you like what's for you can only be for you you know that's a popular saying and he's not just going to put us there but he's going to while there give us the necessary tools to do what is needed to be done you know so really having that belief system really is a great little asset so you know it really helps being a leader because you're able to have uh i like it's like you're blind and i like use this example too sometimes like you're blind but instead of just walking around on the road i uh, oh i need to find somewhere i need to get to the bus stop but you have somebody leading which is god so he's leading the way so he's saying oh see i packed all here don't go there so you know like certain things like that so that is some always something good to have in your life as well as in leadership you know having that little local past system or answer sheet sometimes not all the time you know no matter get me wrong so things to god come tell you because if that was the case i would probably would be everybody the best color once you become a christian you'll reach it i have everything you know like it'll be you know you know basically yeah but it is in the range rover already <laughs> yeah like yeah like i said god um really the tesla where's the key there gotta just say yeah man you just need for god <laughs> yeah it but it really doesn't work like that because or you know or um aspirations and things that we might want not necessarily what's in his plan at that time you know so you really have to trust the one who's leading because we are blind we don't see what's ahead of us but he sees ahead of us and must say listen we're not gonna turn left we're gonna turn right right they say so come to the left you know but we're gonna turn right for now because when you turn right some free cheesecake down there you're gonna feel good you see so you don't you know like there's always something that he is going to do to just connect those dots and make a beautiful picture <laughs> thank you thank you and i mean 
complete agreement, if agreement is a word, this is not vocab class. Anybody to confirm the word agreement? I think it could be agreement. I don't know if agreement is a word. Yeah, on I don't. Oh, Rana, you're on mute. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So, women in leadership. Wow. I definitely think we, we're very different in terms of how we approach leadership. As Daniel said, I think we definitely think of it on a more personal level sometimes, which sometimes isn't always great. But uh, I think we take what we're doing very personally and we do it in such a way where we try to put our best foot forward at all times. Not that males don't do that, but I think we, we're natural mothers. So it's like what we're doing is our baby, no matter what it is. So I know this is Daniel's baby. God works slowly. It's Daniel's baby. And she's going to put her all into it. Really? You know? <laughs> so really? she's going to put her all into it. So that's really how I think women approach leadership. Give a woman a job and no matter what it is, her all is going into that job in whatever way, shape, or form that job would come in. So honestly, that's how I think women approach leadership. And I think it definitely, we need to move past that, that place where we're at, where males are given the upper hand or the better position or the higher wages. You know, all those gender stereotypes, all of that needs to just be gone because really and truly, I think us women, we deserve a lot more in society. And I think we've, we've earned that place right we've definitely earned that place um yeah that's really it so how do you feel society looks at female leadership or how do you think society treats female leaders of today everybody's opinion all right so you see i've actually experienced some things that are really just you know in terms of being a national leader um, a lot of persons who you'd expect better from, they've disappointed me. So honestly, right now, I can't say that society has a very high um, opinion when it comes down to female leadership for some persons. I do think there are persons out, here, out there who definitely give us the same opportunities. And I think it's getting better because, you know, we all choose the challenge. We're all there challenging the, the stereotypes out there, challenging inequality creating a space for women and empowering each other but I definitely can say that there, there's still some people out there that don't think that we deserve to be leaders we deserve to have a voice we deserve to represent even male voices I definitely think that there's some work to be done in that area even based on my own experience and yeah so I think work can be done but society has their mm -hmm. part to play does anyone here have any opinion on what to say the progression of female leadership as opposed to male leadership? Because people say as females increase, then males are more marginalized in society. It's like the more the woman's voice is heard, the less the man's voice is heard. And then they're in this one big identity crisis about what they're supposed to be doing in their life or what their roles are in society. So anybody has any opinion or statements on that relationship between female leadership progression and male. You want to go ahead, Tanisha, or? Okay. 
for me, I do not, um, I do not think, I, I, I agree it is possible. Like there is a case where, you know, men will think that, oh, you know, look, women are, you know, women, women is like, this woman is making more than me. I should like stop. They're like, you know, like they'll get insecure or whatever because they have like egos and stuff. They but I don't, they yeah. <laughs> so even though the reality is true, like that, they do think like that sometimes. Women do not and should not. And it quite is mind boggling for me to think that we should sit back because you think that you are less than because we are getting more money. That's quite hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. (laughs) Uh, No. So even though it is, you know, definitely a case where, you know, that will happen. And it, I think it sometimes happens to everybody can sometimes roll off as like imposter syndrome or whatever, but it would be just related to gender. But we definitely should not be required or asked to step back because you feel away. You could have feel away a little more. <laughs> I don't get it. Gotta, gotta get the bread. The bread you know, is there. Family, I feed. If you have things, it's. I think it's definitely like as men and even as us as women and other men that are listening to this right now, to really grow and get to our society to come to the mindset that listen, it is okay. Like it's a mind thing for me. So letting asking women to step back or whatever, not putting women in that space to safeguard the feelings of men, that is not solving the problem. That's the worst thing in it, you know, but really to solve it is actually to educate them for little look a look a man, look a sir, you need to come, but you know, like educate them to let them realize that listen. It does not matter, you know, to teach our sons, teach our um, men right now to, and to further and to teach the youth that are coming up that this is, they, it is okay. It's not like, you know, you're less than, but to really let them understand. And I think the reason why it isn't, it even is a problem is because it's something that has been a mind block for generations. And I can share a little, a little story, but um related to the question he asked previously, I was, I like, I, I'm a part, I was a part of an organization that is geared towards of like directly, we impact over 200 people in the organization, but from that we do outside events for a larger community, right? So you're looking at thousands of people. Um, so being a part of that leader, like, planning committee or whatever, like being a part of that space. I was one, the youngest person, and two, I was like the only other female <laughs> in the room. That's that's two against you. Two against <laughs> like youth and female, poor you. Uh, right, my little self. Yeah, man, if that change in another area, yeah, man, we can't do it. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and the situation, I even spoke about it on a live I did on my Instagram page where the situation was so bad, I could I would literally be saying in the meeting, I didn't value to say, you know, I think we could actually turn the sky blue, in, turn the sky pink instead of blue. And the lady would, and it is a female um, chairperson, let's say that. And the lady would straight up ignore me. Like she would not, adjure, like she'd just move right along. Like she'd not even address to say, thanks Tanisha, we'll think about it. But then uh, one of the males in the room would be like, 
you know, I really think we should turn the sky pink. And then, oh my gosh, that's such a great idea, John. Wow, I just got Uman and I mean, just the same area. You know, like, I didn't do that. <laughs> well, I know. But, like, you say, no, lady, what are you? You know, so, so, like, Manasse is supposed to jump at everything that I'm saying, but not because a man says it means it's more um, of valuable or it makes more sense, you know. And the worst part is when she does not even address it, you know, like not even to say, okay, like what was a full road move on? Mr. Move on, you know, like me that said, I just come like me that whisper, me that one dishwashing liquid. I don't know if I tell her, like it was bad, it was bad. And then one of the man, like one of the man in the meeting would be like, you know, Mary, that's what Tanisha said before, you know. She's like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay, but John, what do you mean? You know, I, I spawn for. <laughs> I'm hoping you she know, didn't it's... like you because that would be so sad if that was a female doing to. Female I had to tell myself that, Danielle. It had. To, I would tell myself. I'd take one for the team. I'm like, it just has to be me. She just it's me, <laughs> literally, because it could never. I would hate. To accept the fact that a female is doing to females, what is the problem with how people are treating females? It that happens. Is, you know, it's a mind thing. And that's one of the things I'm very passionate about as well. Education and advocacy, you know, like we cannot necessarily solve these problems by, you know, giving out free books or free pencils or whatever. Like these things are that that is impactful, of course, but certain problems lie. Like, you know, this is saying, if you want to get a man, you can teach a man, you can give a man a fish or you can teach him how to fish. Teaching or youth teaching the generation, teaching and educating to let them understand that, listen, this is not okay. This is okay. Getting that mind block that has been passed on from generation to generation, getting that removed, that's the only solution. And it's not going to, and it's way easier, you know, like it's way easier than, telling a woman that she needs to step down from her job because the man feel away, you know? It's way easier to tell him that he needs to calm down and realize that this young lady or this woman or whatever has the same and probably even more like better expertise than him, hence why he is, hence why she is being promoted versus him, you know? And as I said, this is something that it's a mind thing. So we have to literally grab the people about their energy. We have to literally speak, you know, education like even and it's so simple like even everybody that's listening this is your homework tell somebody like you could I just see a little boy up on the road a little girl up on the road just let, like it could be so simple as to let them know that you know like there's nothing that can stop you from being what you want to be like just let them understand like you know that your gender doesn't make you or break like it, it does you know like let them understand like because they're in spaces they're in homes they're in environments where it's telling them otherwise living testimony look at me i come up girl me as a girl what me could me as a girl oh, oh, oh yeah i have a brother <laughs> not cute <laughs> but you have to really be a part of that change by one educating and that's you know that's how i think the the change will be become a change like it will become effective if we all just take a responsibility could i just be one little boy one little girl like it just starts with you as one the mother said oh 
Andrew need to talk to the man them or you know what the minister gender or whatever. No, some gender. What well, I love that one. I am putting that forward. The minister of gender equality. Equality. <laughs> <laughs> I. But re rewiring the male ego, I've n- never ever before in- been seeing it done, and I would love to see it done. And I just, I genuinely believe, just like how you said, it's a mindset. It's something that you have to teach. You have to, It's like you have to just chop the education system when it comes on to gender roles and opinions on how females are viewed, how males are viewed. Yeah, I forgot just chop that. I forgot just start back from basic school, and you forgot yes. start. Have the children them in the morning repeat i am a male and i can lead and then you have the females i am a female and i can mm-hmm. lead it was just yeah we're gonna start from the the yes. literal beginning but yes i hate to say it hope i'm not sounding ridiculous but for some people i think it's so ingrained in their personality that yes the wire them tangle up the wire yes. them tangle up. there's no rewiring certain mindsets right now because of how solidified it really has been in how someone was brought up which is not their fault i mean you can actively change but the it's way learned behavior is learned and yeah. I'm really happy that there has been a change um to a point i'm very happy for feminist organizations for getting women to where they are now but now i feel like as as we progress as females we have to educate our men to get with the times because what is the sense you're upgrading a uh, old laptop? Why are you putting a iOS, which iOS reach, both 20? iOS 20 upgrade on an iPhone 3. It, it's yeah. not going to work. It's not compatible. It's not going to make any sense. And that's where you get the conflicts and that's where you get the discrimination in the workplace and that's where you get people being isolated people feeling marginalized you don't have to feel marginalized once again feelings are choices on how you were taught to experience certain situations and a feeling can be changed emotions can be rewired and rerouted but it has to start it has to start somewhere and it has to start in the mind so Mm -hmm. yeah as rihanna Rihanna, can i I add though oh oh yeah yeah so what I would like to say, and I mean, might offend a couple of people, <laughs> but at the end of the day, any man that has a problem with a woman, with, a, with women or a woman leading and has to feel like they're less than because they see a woman leading, is not a man. That's not a man. Boy. Because <laughs> it has to be a boy because <laughs> you... Write the song. <laughs> Right. The male ego is really strong and we can understand that, that the male ego is, you know, but at the end of the day, you should have strength within yourself. You should know that because she is leading, that doesn't mean that I can't or that doesn't mean that I have to go and sit down or women taking over the world. So there's no place for a man anymore and all that jazz. That doesn't make sense to me personally. And one point for the ladies don't make yourself less than because you're afraid of making people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Continue to blossom, continue to thrive, continue to unapologetically be you and be strong. Don't ever, ever 
make yourself less than because you're afraid of making other people uncomfortable. If you're in the tall girl in the class and your height intimidates people, stop shrugging, stand up straight. That's really what I have to say to the ladies right now. And I love that. If it is that your, your strength and your power is intimidating people, oh, well, that's their problem. That sounds like a personal problem. Continue being you, continue striving. And as long as you stay true to yourself and you stay true to your core values, you will attract the people who are supposed to be there. Yes. You will. Like, as Tanisha always said, what is for you cannot be unfor you. If it is yours, it is yours. And it cannot be yours if you're not walking in your you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really happy that we came out here and we talked about this because I've been on my chest for a hot minute. And I really love that for us. So I'm going to go into the next part, which is kind of a continuation of what we were saying so it says it is said that in order for a female to be taken seriously as a leader she has to forego feminine identity identified traits and take on a more masculine persona masculine persona don't mean so you know so she'll go switch over upon the other side and you know chop off her and and tape up and so on and, so on and wear suit and tuxedo and them somebody no but more masculine persona meaning like she has to be more rough. She has to be more loud. She has to be more mm, man. Me talk now, yeah. <laughs> well, what are what are what are our opinions on that, ladies? Well, if I could go first, <clears throat> um, honestly, I've seen where as a youth leader and a girl, <laughs> I've had to definitely had to do that. I don't necessarily agree with it. I definitely think that you can be yourself, whoever you are. If you're that female that's loud and you're stern and that's how you speak, I'm pretty stern. <laughs> but I think um, if that's who you are, then that's who you have, are. But if you're also soft-spoken, but you have valid points, I think you have an you should have an equal opportunity to lead. But in the society that we're in now, me, as, a, as Sunny Shoda said earlier, she was the youngest and she was a girl. I am now experiencing that. Many, many tables, or on the call them tables, that I've sat at and I continue to sit at. I am the youngest. I am a girl. And I've had to, there are many, many times when I've had to say, stop right there. I need to speak now. Why am I here? You know, you have me sitting here, but I'm silent and I'm not given a chance to speak. I have to now take on that persona, not necessarily a male persona, but that persona, that means that I need to be taken seriously. And I am here and I command your respect because I'm here for a reason. I'm here to represent the students of the country. And I'm just speaking from my own experiences here. Tanisha mentioned her story earlier. I'd just like to give a little synopsis of mine. Now, this, this, some persons might even know about what I'm talking about. But last year when COVID struck, schools were closed. I had to now step up in terms of student leadership because now people always the first thing people want to do is lock school the last people think of last thing persons think about in this covid thing are is the students and how what you're doing is affecting us so i had to step up and i had to do a lot of things now i went to this meeting i was called to this meeting i went there 
other student reps were in there, but they didn't say anything. I was the only female student representative in that meeting. I spoke out. I gave my opinion. All the other males who spoke, they were adults. They shared opinions that were really out of this world. And I don't see how any of them were feasible. And I gave my opinion. And my opinion was used against me. Now, my opinion was twisted. It was turned. It's all bring up in a parliament. Everything. The whole Jamaica turned upside down because of what I had to say. And what I had to say wasn't anything that was negative. I was just representing my cohort. And at the end of the day, they had to lie to make it seem like I was doing the wrong thing when they all knew that what I said wasn't anything wrong. But they had to change the entire message. They had to change everything to make it look like I'm a problem and I'm troublesome. No other person who spoke in that meeting, that didn't happen to them. That did not happen to anyone else. To this day, I don't see the minutes for that meeting. Like everything with regard to that meeting has just been covered up. And as I mentioned earlier, I was the only, I was the youngest person there and I was the only female student rep. And everyone else who spoke had their time and everything went fine and nobody else was, there was no vendetta created against anyone else in that meeting. And I say that to say that really and truly continue being you. I'm still there. I'm still a student leader. I'm still doing what I need to do. Continue being you. Continue being that voice. Continue speaking up. I had to take on a male persona, quote unquote, to actually get my time to speak and to actually share my views. But if that's not you, then that's not you. You know, continue to do your best and try and make your voice heard as best as you can in that room where no one wants to hear you speak in that place where you're invalid quote unquote continue trying to just be the best you for whatever task you have ahead that's really it you know love that and to anyone out there who is an adult who might be listening help the kids advocate please if you realize that we are being treated as kids at the table then because in certain situations where I was speaking I've had an adult actually stop and say listen to her she's speaking something of sense of purpose and I've always appreciated the adult that stood up for the little people quote-unquote we're not little of course we're taking large and in charge and yeah but the people who stand up for the little people or the man the marginalized groups, the actually marginalized groups in society, such as women and especially youth. Thank you. And please, if there is a youth trying to have their voice heard, help them as long as it's something, you know, of sense and substance. Because I, I have a whole different discussion about the wrong youth are getting the voice and the influence in society. But I mean, put it aside, put it down. Laid down by the cross. So our last, 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 last question is, do you think leaders are born or made? Especially female leaders. I personally believe leaders are born and made. Why? Because we are all born to be leaders. In like, no matter how you take it, everybody's a leader. 
you're a leader of your own time, you're a leader of your education, you're a leader of your relationships, you're a leader of your family, like if you're a big person, you have opinion or something, you're a leader in all sorts of different avenues, you know, so leadership doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, you have 20 million badges or 20 million stuff that you're doing and, oh, I, I, I am the this and the that, no, everybody, I believe, is a leader, um, but it does just stop there leaders to be the best leader that you can be and I said you can be because we are all leaders in our own lanes we're not they're not we don't need for crossover and for try catch up to nobody we're in our own lanes doing our own thing that um I believe is the made part of it the growing part of it um you could be for example the the duke you know in England, you know how their thing is where you're born and you become a prince from your, you know, once you're born in the royal family and your whatever, right? But they are born into that royalty, but they don't just get up every day. Oh, I am the prince. I don't need to do anything. No, you know, they have to go to go through certain like classes, learn how to talk, learn how to do this, learn how to do that so that they can actually be the best prince or duke or whatever that they need to be the same with us so if you're really serious about it you're going to want to you know make sure that oh you're building on their leadership skills you're honing those leadership skills so you're not only just learning from somebody or learning on your own but you're actually putting them to practice putting yourself in that space to grow um for me one of the things like um like one characteristic of a leader you know is really to have good communication skills that for me was grown and is growing through pushing myself in that area when I just like I I'm from a very poor family I went to and primary school and everything so speaking English was never um speaking standard English was never a thing for me even I came to high school me so me so chat power bad I mean just like me so like make it be a joke because I wanted to like make it be like I'm funny versus I'm being very serious. I don't know how to speak standard English, but I really didn't. So you know, I'm gonna say, girl, you know, like, and laugh, come like some like you know, like no, no plate up, plate up. But no, you know, I really didn't know how to speak standard English that well and all of that. But you have to charge yourself. So in grade ten, I believe I joined a public speaking competition. You know, look at the person who was very shy, no know how to talk English but put yourself in that position and you know through that position I was able to build my confidence and build my speaking capabilities and you know you're just continually charging yourself and putting yourself on the different like building on the different areas that you want to build on and even if you think you have one area of leadership locked you still want to go in again and keep on building, keep on building. And always remember that you're, you're not reaching nowhere. No? Like if you ever trick yourself and say, oh, me is it, me as a leader, me this. No, it's not going to happen. And that's one of the things I will scream it a lot. Building, growing, you'll never fully balance, know how to balance time. You never fully know how to speak, but never fully, you know, like it's just continually a journey that you every day have to deliberately be working to improve on. And we go on to Rihanna on, do you think leaders are born or made? All right, so I'm, I have to agree with Tanisha where she said both, because I definitely think there are some persons out there who are really ordained to be leaders, right? But 
I think leaders can definitely be, be made. I don't, I don't think I was ordained to be a leader, but we have to go check with God. <laughs> but when I started immaculate, nobody could have looked upon me and tell me so I was going to be any form of leader. So um, <laughs> definitely, I think there are leaders who are made. And I think there are also leaders who were born to be leaders. I think she gave a perfect example of, of persons who are in the royal family. You know, they just get a fancy, they're not doing anything. And even though they were born to be leaders. But I definitely think our experiences as well have a lot to do with being made as leaders. Mm -hmm. um, many of our experiences would have molded us into who we are today. Many of us, as I mentioned, even myself, never saw me doing this at any point in time a couple years ago, more than a couple years ago. But um, at the end of the day, I saw an issue and that was within education and within the school itself. And I saw that problem and I said, you know, I can definitely do something to assist with this problem. And I think some of our milestones and some of our obstacles that are put in, or in, in front of us really show us that it's time to step up and it's time to make a difference and be great and, you know, change the world at large. So I definitely think that it's both. It's definitely both. I, I agree with the both of you. And if I were to identify as one, I would say low-key born, low-key born, because a, a long time me and I don't talk, a lo long time, if there's something to be said, I would be the one to say it. It's like my, my skin would have scratched me if I didn't say it. I believe it was a little bit of both for me but I was definitely born because I feel like they're just certain people that have this commanding presence about them. And it's like, as soon as they talk, you're like, let me listen to you. And I've per not tooting my own horn, but I just feel like I've always been that kind of person. I tried to shy away from it. I try to go left and God itch me right. And I try to say, God, no, I don't want to. And he's just like, no, but you have to. And I believe, especially in my latter, in, my, in the latter days of high school, I would say that in listening to God more and more, I was made into a better leader after being born a leader. Because you can be a leader, but what are you leading? If you're not leading anything, then are you even a leader? And you can't develop if you're not put in situations to develop. You understand, Simessa? So thank you, God, for giving me personally this boring leadership and thank you for putting me into situations where I can be made a better leader and I'm so happy that Tanisha was here to tell us how she had to develop and grow because I look into looking into Tanisha looking into Rihanna I would just look at the both of you and I just think you came out and your first word was advocacy and leadership and inspiration honestly when people look on to leaders they don't know their backgrounds they don't know their stories but really and truly anybody can be a leader once you make the active and intentional decision to say i'm standing up for that 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 that, that. whatever it is you need to stand up for you know god's willing so to answer the question i do think leaders are both born and made i think it's either one or the other, or you can be both. Because even if you are a leader, there's always room for growth. No one ever has it down pat. And 
if I was to talk to a leader today and they're out there feeling discouraged and they felt like how I felt when I was in high school or I felt like I was the worst leader possible, I would tell them at the end of the day, low-key, none of us know what, I, know what we're doing. It's That's really, uh, it's vibes I up think, there. Mm-hmm. I think it even begs for a greater conversation where, where I was even talking about myself that, you know, sometimes leaders aren't packaged in the way that you think they ought to be packaged. Um, and I think what Daniel mentioned really got me thinking because I've always been outspoken. I've always been opinionated, but I wasn't packaged in that way that persons thought that a leader should be packaged. You know, I wasn't the most nice person. I would tell people my mind, no matter what, teachers, anybody, you know, I think God molded me and packaged me and prepared me for what it is that I have to tackle now. And I think even those experiences really taught me the rough and tough of life. And as Daniel would have mentioned before, you know, you see the glory, but you don't know their story and you don't know what they have to go through as a leader. You know, some things people see me on BBC, them see me on TV, Jay, but you don't know what took me there in the sense where, you know, it's a lot of work. Just to prepare for one interview is like a sleepless night for me, probably because I'm extra, but I have to just be extremely well-read. I have to, every piece of information that is out there that can assist me in preparation, I have to find it somewhere. Legislative framework, like there's just a lot that goes into being a leader. And it's just not very easy. And I think God has molded some of us to be where we are, even if we weren't that person or even if we weren't in that package that we thought we needed to be in at that time so yeah thank you beautifully said rena people give leaders a break please you see us out here we're just out here we're trying with whatever skills god has prepared us for and i just i believe that people see leaders and they're just like yeah i could be a leader but they really couldn't be a leader because they don't have anything more to add you know, those people who are just like, even prime example of what's going on in JA right now with COVID protocols. I don't know, Andrew and Sir Tufton is begging on to wear on a mask, right? And now they're trying to curve whatever it, it is that is happening. I'm not hearing solutions. I'm hearing them shouldn't do this, them shouldn't do that, them shouldn't do that, them shouldn't do this, them I mash up the country, them I do this, them I do that. And I said, what do one them do? You think if them couldn't turn off COVID-19, them wouldn't turn off COVID-19? They would if they could, but at this point in time, they're doing the best they can with what they can. And I believe that if you are not taking up the mantle to lead and give an educated opinion, please have a, have a little seat. Shh, put your finger on your lip. Finger on your lip if you don't have something to add to someone's leadership policies or whatever it is that they are implementing. Because I'm really tired of these non-prime minister, prime ministers out here. All these leaders of Jamaica has the largest opposition mm-hmm. scale that I have ever seen. And yeah, I just, I don't love that for us and anybody. All the critiques with no credentials. Where's the credentials? Their conspiracy theories and all. Where's the credential? Where, where's the credential? Where is it? I cannot find it. I can't find the solution. Well, I'm just hearing the problems. 
Tell me a solution. I'm hearing the no's. Tell me the why's. Give me a reason, you know? But yes. And then my last, last, last question that I have to ask all my wonderful women is what does the ideal female leader or a successful female look like to you? Or character character traits, just like describer. You going then? Okay, all right. I don't think I can give like a description, but I definitely think in terms of personality, I think you have to be someone who knows what they knows who they are one, what they believe in and what they are here to do, right? So knowing what you're here to do, whatever change you're here to create, you have to know what that is so that you can effectively carry it out. You ever go to a meeting and them don't have an agenda and it just all about the place and this could have been an email and why am I here? I honestly think we can apply that to our own lives as leaders. And I think a female leader needs to have her things together you know and a strong person know what you believe in know what you're adding to the what value you're adding know your worth very important know your worth so that no one else can take that away from you mm-hmm. beautifully said on to you tan um for me is just every female that's listening to this if you can just grab a little mirror and look at yourself and that is exactly who that lady that ideal woman is for me i do not think there is a particular picture to say oh her hair has to be straight her hair has to be black she has to come from here she has to come from there i think every single one of us is that ideal leader but you know most definitely there are things that we're just going to be work like actively working on to make us into the best version of leader that we can be um, and just how we can build on that is as Rihanna said you know understanding who you are you know there is nothing that is more unsecure like sand you know Simon build his house upon a rock and something about sand yeah you have to ensure that if you're going in that space of leadership you want to build yourself not on the sand but on the rock so you want to ensure that you have the rock Jesus Christ of course <laughs> as well as knowing who you are what am I what do I stand for because if you don't stand for something you're gonna fall for anything baby and we don't want it for you like we ain't really want it for you you know so you, yeah you have to really know who you are and um understanding what, what Rihanna Daniel really spoke on Leadership is nothing that, you know, oh, I have this opportunity. Let me just sit down and who chillax. No, it is very hard. And the worst part is a lot of the times, just like with Jesus, you cannot come and dead for people. They might go on and tell you some, something like you're going to feel so unappreciated at times because yeah, kill out yourself literally as Jesus did and nothing to say no oh my gosh thank you Jesus but no you don't go spit pie yo 
tell like, oh, look at the son of the Jews. Mark your, lick your, bruise your, but everything. But what kept Jesus going? Him knowing who he is. When he's up on the cross, I, you know, even when things are going, we must say, I am the son of God. I am the son of man. He must declare who he is while at the same time remembering why he's here. God, he, while he's on the cross, he's like, God, if this cup can pass, it pass. But if not, let your will be done. Why is he saying that? Because he wants that purpose to be fulfilled. So even when we come as leaders, as women leaders, male leaders, what kind of leader you want to be? As leader, be as leaders, we have to really know who we are and why we're doing this because that is really what's going to fuel and push us to continue being the woman or man in the mirror. Oh yeah, because the change starts right there. The change starts right with us. So it's not, oh, Ms. Alida, we can't do the change, no. The change starts with every single one of us because we're all bond leaders, bond leaders, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Songbird. I, I don't even know how to top that answer that it, it had everything. That was actually going to be my answer. But just one trait that I would like to add is that I believe that as a female, you should work on commanding respect without commanding respect. So it's just like the way you carry yourself um not necessarily how you speak as in don't speak patois speak the acrylic i mean how you engage with people like how you just how you carry yourself the vibe you give off the energy you give off it needs to be something that people want to listen to want to be impacted by and once you work towards that vibe or you work towards bettering yourself in that light, I just believe that you'll be able to lead in any situation that you want. Not necessarily as easily as just stepping in and leading because you know how society is. We're not perfect right now, but we're working towards it. But I believe it's a start in effecting change. So ladies, thank you so much for being here. You didn't have to come, but they came here present, ready and willing to go. We all did have 20,000 technical difficulty. Zoom. I'll, no, I'm not going to bash Zoom because this in the future, Lord, if Zoom wants to sponsor this podcast, what, what am I going to say? But <laughs> Zoom, thank you for coming on the three times after you kicked me out, after you told me I have 10 minutes leaving the meeting. And big up God for carrying us here. I was really having a rough week. Actually, I had the roughest day today. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to come here. I don't know if I'm going to talk. But I was like, but I have other people. I have to be accountable for my podcast. And I was like, no, Daniela, you just have to come. You have to buckle down because this is accountable cast. And I'm really happy. And as the intelligent lady in the meme said, my glad my come out, come see this, because in my bay history, if my never come out, come see this, I'm choke myself. Mother, well, I wouldn't choke myself, but... I just bet it's I'm glad my come out come see this. So guys, thank you so much. Thank you, my guests, because without you, I would literally have not been here. But I got bed. And thank you guys, listeners, for tuning in week after week after week after week. And don't forget to like, comment, share a joke on our YouTube. Don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. And let's keep the Godworks fam growing and glowing. Thank you and have an amazing week.